Welcome to Joe Howarth's Happiness Hacks podcast. If you'd like to find out more about Joe's work, head over to thehappinessclub.co.uk and consider becoming a member. Sometimes on this journey, it's good to be part of a bigger, friendly group and you get daily strategies and access to trained coaches and mental health professionals. Club and welcome to another amazing interview in my series The World of Happiness talking to people from around the world that do the kind of thing I do and help make other people happy. Today I am ridiculously excited because I have the amazing Randy Tarran from Project Happiness talking to me. I've been so beyond excited about doing this interview so thank you so much for joining me Randy. Oh my goodness. I, it's such a pleasure for me. I'm so happy to be here with you, you know, fellow happiness warrior, if we want to put it that way. <laughs> I like that. Happiness warrior. I like, that. I like that. So for the purposes of anybody that hasn't come across Project Happiness, and I can't believe there are people out there who, hasn't come, who haven't come across Project Happiness, um, just tell us a bit about what you do. Tell us more about what you do. Well, um, what we do is share the science-based principles and practices behind living um, a happier, more fulfilling life. But we do it in such a way that it's accessible to people and fun and there's curriculum and there's film and books and all sorts of... We'll do anything to reach people. Um, And basically, we boil it all down into into really um, bite-sized chunks that anyone can relate to and put into their own lives. Brilliant. And that's so important, I think, isn't it? And actually, I think, from my experiences of working in this arena, I don't think any of it is actually rocket science, is it? It's not. A lot of it is so simple, such simple things that we can incorporate into our lives. But it's having that knowledge, isn't it? It's having that understanding and the knowledge of techniques and tools that you can use. So to create an arena where it's easier for people to understand that is awesome. That's right. I, I often joke that it's something that your grandmother would have told you, right? Yes. You know, count your blessings or breathe if you're nervous. You know, it's, it's, it's very simple. But um, the idea of making it into a practice is so powerful because then we actually change our neural pathways in our brains and it becomes our default. It's not like, oh, should I, should I choose to be happy? It's like, oh, you lean into that the more you practice it. Totally. And I think that's, that's one of my favorite things actually is, is realizing because I've been actively practicing the kind of stuff that I teach for probably best part of 10 years. Um, I've been teaching it for about half of that, but it still takes me by surprise sometimes now when something negative happens something that I would have perceived as negative however many years ago and my response is completely different now to how I would have been however many years ago and you realize that and sometimes when I'm teaching techniques I think even in my brain I'm thinking 
they're all looking at me like, how on earth is this going to make any difference to my life? And then you get messages from people saying, oh my God, it really works. This stuff really yeah. works. It's yeah. Amazing. Or it changed my life or yeah. I taught it to my sister or, you know, yeah, the, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? So yeah. tell me why, why do you do what you do? Well, it started, you know, for a very personal reason. Um, my own daughter was um, dealing with stress and uh, depression. Um, and, you know, one day <laughs> over the kitchen table, she just said, Mom, I'm stressed out. I want to be happy, but I don't know how. And that was like, oh my gosh, how could this be? Mm. Also, I want to be very transparent that um, I've always been a seeker and I've always been interested in, um, you know, all this type of thing about, about the emotions and about living our best life. And, you know, I took uh, it very, um, like as a mission to keep my family happy. And then when I saw that my daughter was going through such a hard time, it just like made me question um, what's going on here. Yeah. And I had always felt that there was, you know, even in my own life, there's something more, there's something deeper, there's something yet undiscovered. Mm. So this journey towards helping her, you know, find the tools and so on was in fact helping me. And what I've realized is that there's no age to this. This is for all of us. Um, so it's been quite, you know, uh, a, a wonderful journey that I'm very grateful to be on. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, th I think from having chatted to a lot of people who do the same kind of work as us, it's, it's often a personal reason why you begin the work. But a lot of people, Randy, a lot of people would have stopped at helping their daughter. <laughs> so you, but you've created this immense, amazing organisation out of that wish to help your daughter. So how did it, how did, did that happen organically? How did that sort of grow yeah. into that? Well, I think it was organically. When I first um, was trying to find information for my daughter, um, I kind of shoved every book that I had in her face and she was like, forget it. You know? That's not, I'm not interested in that. So I was going, how, how am I going to reach teenagers? Because that was my first um, intuition. And uh, I thought, okay, maybe a film. So that was my background. So I thought that's where there, that's where I can start because it, it seems overwhelming. You don't know where to start. So start with something. So my something was film. And uh, we created um, this film where teenagers from three uh, continents, three countries, um, actually interviewed 
thought leaders on the nature of lasting happiness. So they interviewed George Lucas, Richard Gere, a neuroscientist named Richard Davidson, who I'm sure you are familiar with. He's written wonderful books. And ultimately, they met the Dalai Lama in India and met one another for the first time. So that's that was the first, um, I guess, the first uh, goal. But with that, I knew I wanted to have a book or some sort of um, journal that would inspire kids around the world. Because when I found out that the World Health Organization had declared depression, at that time it was the second greatest cause of disability worldwide. Now it's the first, <laughs> as you know. So um, analyzing it, like this was reaching men, this was reaching women, but this was reaching children too. And I thought, oh my gosh, why? Why should kids have to suffer, you know, in this way when there are resources around? And um, in, in looking into it, uh, Harvard had their most um, uh, popular course was the science of happiness. So it's like, why should this be available only at an elite university and only to that age population? This has to be available for kids. Mm. So that began, began the journey. So with starting with the film and then the book, where we had kids and thought leaders put in everything that I had um, wished was available you know, years ago. So, uh, and then we had requests for curriculum. So we worked with a team on that. And then once the kids were attended to, um, it was like, what about adults? We all need this, no matter what age. And so how's the best way to reach them? Okay, social media, right? So we started um, moving in that direction with the idea of, Happiness habits. How can we build happiness habits? So uh, we structured it in the way of like every day had a habit. Mindful Monday, Gratitude Tuesday, Wednesday wellness, Thoughtful Thursday, and so on. So that's, uh, that's how the social media developed. And we, you know, we're platform agnostic. We're reaching people on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and online courses, and uh, a circle group for books that we love, where it's people can download that anywhere, and also meet in communities, because people, as you know, are so lonely yeah. these days, so disconnected, so that's another way. It's just immense. When I look at Project Happiness, it's like, the organization I dream of building. It's just, what you've done is just awesome. It's just brilliant. I've had wonderful people also to help me. You know, I certainly don't have all those skill sets, so it's important to have good yeah, people. That's important, isn't it, is to know yeah. what you're good at and bring people in to... Help with the other things yeah, that they're good at. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, okay, so... As you, Randy Tarrant, what yeah. did you 
the biggest buzz in your work and in your life if they're separate? Hmm. The biggest buzz. Well, I think um, in my work, it's um, connecting with people. Like I'm so delighted and uh, heartwarmed, you know, to have be having this conversation with you. And the idea of, you know, that we are all in this together and we all are planting seeds. So, you know, connecting with people, talking. I, I do a weekly Facebook Live series, which I love. I love uh, chatting with people from all over the world on different facets, you know, and I know you share that. So um, that's, that's one of the things that I absolutely love, um, plus writing. I'm now writing um, uh, a second book on um, this has to do with the emotions and even the um, various aspects of emotions and how they can help us. So, you know, just diving deeper into that, everything creative. I just love that. Um, and also I'm a yoga fanatic, <laughs> so, so that's, that's something that replenishes me and, um, that I'm very passionate about. In fact, I'm going, believe it or not, to Borneo uh, for a teacher training, um, next week. So Yes, it's so, it's so fun. It's so fun. Um, so I think I find out that um, these things complement one another, you know, feed one another. And yeah. So how about in life? What gives you the biggest buzz in, in your life? Um, in general? I think, well, I have tremendous gratitude and awe for seeing how this movement is growing, you know, because you said that you got into it about 10 years ago, yeah. you know, and that was the very beginnings, right? There wasn't even a term no. called mindfulness then, you know, and social and emotional learning. We got it from a white paper. It was not something that was out there, you know? So just um, to see how far things have evolved is really um, wonderful. Cool. Okay, so I know this is probably hard to do because I think if someone asked me this question, I would be hard pushed to answer it. But if you could give us one top tip for a happy life. One? What, Only one? I know, I know, just one. What would it be? What would your top tip be? Hmm. Okay. Um, can I do two? Yeah, go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is always gratitude because that is the easiest portal, the easiest way to enter this whole um, business of making yourself happy, right? So it's, um, you know, whether it's a gratitude journal or just mindfully noticing, oh, it's not raining today, yay, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. That was a lovely cup of tea, whatever. I mean, that we all know that that's amazing. Um, and then the second one um, has to do with self-compassion. Because I think in this culture, in this society, 
no one is immune. I mean, with all the social media, it's created a culture of comparison. And um, compare leads to despair. So don't do it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So I I always say, um, soothe yourself rather than judge yourself. How would you speak to yourself as if you would a good friend? Um, You know, that's such a beautiful tip i think it's one of the tips that i give the members of my happiness club on a regular basis because it's just again like the gratitude thing it's so simple but oh man do we find it hard don't we to be kind to ourselves we can be kind to everybody around us yeah but not to ourselves well, we're wired to have this negativity bias, and it extends even to ourselves, as we know. So um, it's almost like shocking if we were to track how many times a day we give ourselves those negative messages, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So that would be my number one tip. Soothe instead of judge. Be your coach rather than your critic. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good. Lovely. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Um, How do people find out more about Project Happiness? Where can they find you? What's the website? All of that. Sure, sure. Well, um, the website is uh, projecthappiness.org. We're a nonprofit. Um, And, you know, we'd love people to check out our uh, social media, our Facebook. Yeah facebook.com slash project happiness or Instagram. Uh, people enjoy Instagram a lot. And so it's project <laughs> happiness underscore org. And we're there. Fine. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Randy. Oh, it's been my pleasure. A pleasure to speak to you and to me. Yes. At last. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, If you want to find out more about Randy and her work and the amazing Project Happiness, then check out the website. It'll be at the end of this video again for you. So check it out. And thank you very much for joining us. Bye. My pleasure. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Now go, do, don't be part of the shelf help movement. Go ahead and test this stuff in your own experience. And don't forget to head over and subscribe to this podcast as well so you never miss a bit. Leave a review and click on the fifth star.